Good evening, and welcome to episode 18 of Gouda on Gouda. We are here in the kitchen. I am Bob Gouda, and with me always is uh, Mr. Jerome Ralston. Good evening, Jerome. Evening, Bob. How are we doing tonight? I am hungry for cheese. Hungry for cheese. I won't go so far as to say that I'm thirsty for cheese, but... You got fever. The only th- the only cure. Nice cold compress of cheese on the forehead. Some alpine style cheese. So tonight we have a uh, a selection of three cheeses. Um, one of uh, one of them. Uh, well, let me just read. Let me just go down the list here. Go down the roster. The first is uh, one that I've been meaning to uh, to get for a while now because. Uh, we're we're pretty big fans of uh, the Beamster brand in general, though. As far as this uh, show goes, the only Beamster that we've really um, that we've only really spoken of on this is uh, has been the Beamster um, pumpkin spice. Which, as uh, if you listened to that episode, it was uh, it was pretty underwhelming. You know, it was kind of kind of a hollow consumer gimmick, and uh, we didn't have a lot to say about it um, tonight. We have uh, a Beamster that we have yet to to try. This is a this is a goat cheese. No, cow's no, milk. no, cow's milk. Yeah, it, it has a cow right on the label. It has a very smug looking cow on the yeah, label. That cow definitely thinks it's better than us, just because it's hanging out by a windmill. This is the Beamster Vlaskas. Vlaskas. Firm, oh. firm and sweet. Um, we like the Beamster brand. I mean, we've uh, you know one of the first cheeses that we. Uh, we ate on our cheese nights uh, was a uh, of the Beamster Firm Goat, and we were big fans of it. Um, next on the list, these next two come for, uh, to us by way of the uh, the Lexington Co-op here in Buffalo, uh, and there uh, one of them is a local brand, and one of them is a uh, regional. Let's say um, <clears throat> God's Country Creamery Farmstead Artisan Cheeses brings you. Gridley Hollow Alpine Style. You ever been to God's Country? Is there a noun in there? I mean, country, I guess, and cheeses. Mm. Gridley Hollow is presumably a noun, but Alpine Style seems to me to be Gridley more adjectival. Gridley Hollow is in the... Um, it's a Gruyere. A, uh, you know, uh, it's aged 60 days. You know, it's a raw milk cheese, so we're kind of walking on the wild side here. I'm not even sure if what we're doing here is legal. Um, unpasteurized cheese. I think, uh, you know, they, they can get locked up for something like that. That did cross a state line. It's it distributed from Pennsylvania. That makes this whole thing federal. Um, what? Did you pick this for any particular reason? I did. It was on sale. All right. A noble reason. <laughs> and, uh, no, I talked to the, the cheese guy at the Lexington Co-op, and, um, you know, I thought... Uh, you know, why not, you know, ask somebody that uh, makes a, well, at least a part-time living, because it's a co-op, um, stocking the cheese. You want to get somebody's opinion. And um, his recommendation kind of brings me to my next cheese. Uh, this is from the Reverie brand out of Mayville, New York. which Local. is Not far from here. As the sticker proclaims. Well, not far from here, but I still, you know, I'm not going to hop in the car and drive there, because I think it's like an hour away. Um, now we've had a Reverie cheese before, and it kind of predates the uh, this you know the recording of the show. That would be the Reverie Wanderer, 
which was the hands-down top recommendation of the Lexington Co-op Cheese Guy. Um, I distrust the Lexington Co-op Cheese Guy on the grounds of that. Yeah, based on that, you know, we we didn't... We determined that the Reverie Wanderer was a bit of a middle-of-the-road cheese. It wasn't terrible, it wasn't good, it was just, uh, it was just okay. You know, it didn't... It didn't inspire a whole lot of uh, conversation or, you know, reflection. And we like talkative cheese. And we like cheese that you can just yell about angrily because it's disgusting or it's fantastic. Um, Or it brings up salient philosophical points. So based on his recommendation, you know, I was like, well, you know, I'll give this a try because uh, this is the Reverie Camomila. And uh, it's called that because it features the chamomile flower. Sounds like a Cheese Louise kind of cheese. Do you want to take a nap? Uh, Cheese Louise uh, is a fan of chamomile tea, so we'll bring her in for that one. Um, Goes well with a comfy chair. So so I think we're going to go, we're going to come out of the gate with the Beamster. The Beamster Vlaskash. Vlaskash. See if they can come back after the pumpkin spice. This here's a... um, as I said, uh, it's, in a, it's a Dutch cheese from Free Range Cows. That's why that cow is so smug. Because he doesn't have a schedule. Your walls can't keep me he in. He is not on a schedule. He's not, nobody's, nobody's electrocuting him and stuffing him into a pen. He's just out there chilling out by the window. I don't think Good you, for him. I don't think you electrocute cows to get milk. Born free. No, you electrocute them afterwards and before. Oh, okay. I don't know. I... Never had the wherewithal to watch any uh, uh, documentaries on industrial food. Well, this stuff has a very vibrant purple, uh, it's not really a rind, it's just I think the packaging around the the wheel. And uh, caramel color, darkening a bit toward the edges, otherwise pretty featureless. You know what the wheel of cheese is called? Uh, A wheel. Nope. A tire? Truckle. what's, What's a wheel, if not a truckle? I a truckle, if not the a word truckle refers to a wheel of cheese. I have, I'd say I have no I truckle. I learned that from one of my books on cheese. So, I'd say I have no truckle may, with that, but I do. Let me uh, dice into this uh, beamster and we'll see what the score is here. I'm hoping, uh, I'm, I got, I'm hoping. I like firm cheese. I hope. These, I like sweet cheese. I, I like beamster we, cheese. Uh, I hope we really enjoy all three of these cheeses because, frankly, you know... It's, it's Friday night. Um, you know, the week is over. Somebody sit down and say, I really hope I hate this cheese. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of snow this weekend. Um, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a shut-in kind of day tomorrow. And uh, I would not mind, I would not complain if I had a nice cheesy omelet tomorrow morning. To kick off my day of being shut in, so we'll see how this goes here. Need to get fortified. Need to need to warm warm the soul with cheese. No order. Ah. That is pretty firm. Got to work at that a little bit. Mild salt note right up front. Mm. And it starts to break down. 
Oh, that's a nice easy cheese. Salt note intensifies a bit toward the end. Yeah. It's, it's creamy though. It's got a creaminess. Yeah, it melts down creamy. There's a little there's the salt sort of turns into something else a little bit at the end. There's almost like a sharpness at the end. It gets a little bit tangy, a little bit sharp and tangy, like the after uh, the aftertaste of it. But um, but that's a good easy going cheese. Yeah, salt bleeds into a little bit of sharpness. And the consistency goes from quite firm to, to creamy at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that a lot. A little bit of crunch. I would I would eat this plain, I would put this on stuff. I like that. It's it's firm, but it, it goes creamy very quick. I didn't get much uh, much of a like I got the salty taste, but I didn't really get the uh, the crunch. Of, there's uh, there's a little bit. It's, I, I presume it's been aged at least a small amount. I like that better than the, the firm the goat. Really, the Beamster goat. Yeah, you really like that Beamster firm goat. I coming from this you, that is, is that is high praise. Uh, you know the good thing about the Beamster brand is that you can get Beamster in a lot of places. You don't really have to track it down. It's always in stock. I mean, we live in a place that has a good supermarket chain, so if you don't live in a place that has a good quality supermarket chain with a good quality cheese section, maybe you you, uh, you can't get the Beamster, and I feel bad for you. Yeah, I just picked this up at Wegmans. Um, I'm almost going to say that they sell Beamster at Sam's Club now. It's fairly cheap as far as... Yeah, it's not an expensive it's 15, cheese. It's 15 bucks. 15 um, bucks a pound. Um, I, this, I feel like this would make a great soup cheese. Um... The consistency tells me, without even checking, that yes, it does melt. Oh, yeah, a little bit of saltiness there. Yeah. I, uh, despite my well-known bias, not bias, despite my well-known irritation with sharp cheddar, mm-hmm. this does seem to come up against, come up toward that a little bit, and then backs off. Yeah. Which I, I am appreciative of. It's, I almost it's got a little bit more to it than a cheddar, the basic cheddar, anyway. And uh, I'm appreciative of the, the fact that the finish is sort of a commingling of the salt and sharpness taste. Yeah, I feel like it gets, a, it gets most cheddary right at the end. It does, and then it goes away. And then, it, yeah, you're not... Um, I mean, I find it difficult to understand anybody that doesn't like cheddar. Because, I mean, it's cheddar, man. Cheddar's just good. Cheddar's a good, easy-going cheese. Cheddar is, cheddar's the friend that sits down with you on a shitty day and lights two cigarettes and hands you one. You know, it's a good, it's a companion cheese. You can use it for anything. You can take them anywhere. You know, cheese. No, I like it though. It's that's very good. Um, I want to put that in an omelet tomorrow morning. I want to make grilled cheese out of that. They make uh, a good grilled cheese. I want to just sit down and watch TV with it. Make it my night cheese. You know, share a cigarette with it. Sometimes of... you got to work on your night cheese. Um, deserves a quiet night. I'm told. I like that. I would buy that again. I would definitely buy that again. I'm not going to rank it among the uh, the top cheeses of all time. No, but it's a good it's a good solid pick. And but it's, it's yeah inexpensive and available. You know, it's uh, and, uh, it's the it, it's go it's approachable. Like it's approachable. fairly basic, but it's got just enough. Compl- there's just enough elements in it that you, if you think about it a little bit, you you, you get rewarded. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's the Coldplay's third album of cheeses. I can't speak to that. All right. Let's move on. You've, you've confounded me once again, sir. 
Now, as I asked before, have you been to God's country? Uh, well, I... Do you know the, what God's country is? Well, theologically, I suppose, since you created the world, I'm in it all the time. What do you think makes a country God's country? Well, I, stereotypically, it's peaceful and somewhat pastoral, which, I mean, if you're raising cows and such for, for milk or goat. Uh, is this goat or cow? This is a... Um, if it is alpine... Contains milk, it says. If it is alpine style, that implies that it may have alpine goat milk in it. Alpine goat milk. Um, or it could simply have been done, simply have been done in oh. the alpine style. Let me see here. I got my notes. I'm still here. confused by this label. This label's all over the place. Read it. Well, I count, there's at least six different fonts on here. <laughs> yeah, that, that label is a mess of fonts. And I think it's supposed to be, there's like a the sports font that you see, like the baseball font yeah. with the big block letters. Yeah. So I, I'm a little bit confused. It's raw, um, raw milk. This is a uh, cow's milk gruyere. Okay. Um, Consistency-wise, it's, uh, you know, it looks a little, looks a little uh, dry. Um, it's not a hard cheese. It's actually quite soft. It's highly non-reflective. Yeah, it's a very matte, matte finish. There you go. Um, <clears throat> this brand, actually, looking through their site here, they actually have a, a ton of offerings, and they seem to sway towards the... Um... <sighs> Did we decide that gimmick was a bad description? Uh, well, I don't know that we decide really anything on the yeah, show. But... I, I don't, when I say gimmick cheese, I don't mean that in a bad way. Novelty is sort of considered... Novelty. Novelty, novelty is the more, yeah. Uh, tomato basil Havarti, they got uh, Heavenly Havarti, they got uh, one called Black Gold, which is a, uh, I think I've seen it's a dark that. Gouda with That's a lot of stuff in it. That sounds pretty good. Uh, the Hellish Havarti, which is a uh, very uh, spicy Havarti with, uh, you know, it's a pepper cheese, that kind of stuff, caraway Havarti. It's a, it's a lot of like a cheese with, traditional cheese with a lot of stuff added to it kind of thing. Cheese with stuff um, in This here is the Gridley Hollow, as I said. Did the guy um, say anything? Or, not the guy, he, did the cheese person, I did, you can say, male or female? Um, he didn't outright recommend it. I picked it up and I asked him about it, and he uh, he said, yeah, that's a good cheese, which, you know, I, I feel like he's probably not going to be like, oh, that's shit, you know. Um, you eat that, but, it'll be a plague upon your house. Honestly, you know, if you know how to make cheese... Whatever cheese you make is going to be okay to somebody, you know. it's There's very few outright bad cheeses out there. Well, we need to find out if you're that person for this well, cheese. Let's find or out. Or I am, I suppose. Alright. Bevel cut. Mm-hmm. This has very little smell at all. Yeah. It's got a fairly rubbery, mm. sort of. Very rubbery. Is it me, or is there a little bit of almost like oniony taste? There is something right off the bat. Not like bad, but there's a little bit of like herbal note. That's weird. It, it kind Try of getting gets, some from inside. It kind of gets, of the edge. it gets a little citrusy. I'm sorry, I'm using all the wrong knives here. That's all right. Emily Post is not going to judge you on this. I like to get it right. Fair enough. Why am I thinking onion? Honestly, the, the strange thing that hat that popped into my head was like mineral water. Okay, I can see that. Like, 
almost like a rocky water kind of taste, like stream water. Yeah, I don't mean unpleasant oniony. No. Just, there, there's, there's, yeah, mineral, you're right. Or like root, mm. root vegetable or something. Or... Are you getting any cheese curd squeak out of this? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a rubbery kind of squeaky cheese. Um, what the hell am I tasting? Uh, well, it's God's Country Creamery, Farmstead Artisan Cheeses, Gridley Hollow Alpine style. Let me let me see if there's any clarification as to what. Oh, I swear to God, I did not read this before I just ran my mouth. This cheese exhibits rich, nutty flavors that gently ease into subtle citrus undertones. The sweet spring water and lush green pastures on the Bachman farm help give the cow's milk just the right amount of sweetness to produce the perfect flavor in this variety of aged alpine cheese. To ensure that every wheel of Gruyere tastes especially delicious, God's Country Creamery ages its Gruyere longer than all the other varieties of cheese. So, so it's a ev- every wheel is especially delicious. That description doesn't give me a lot. No, you're right. It does, re- it does mention spring water. You're right. It's got the min- there is a mineral it taste. It has there. a very mineral taste to it. That's interesting. I don't mind that. I've never tasted anything. No, I don't mind that. That's a good contrast. I like that. That's weird. But there's there's something right at the the, the start of the flavor that I'm just not. The closest I can come to that is I can say it tastes a little bit like to me anyway. Is there's, it's a faintly of onion juice or something like that? Maybe yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not. That sounds unpleasant. almost like a chive. Yes, chive. Yes, there you go. Chive. It's not unpleasant. Yeah, it's got an earthy chive kind of flavor to and it, it, and go, uh, it. It goes to mineral. That's weird. I've never, uh, I've never tasted anything with that kind of flavor. That's not bad. Yeah, that's. I, uh, that's interesting. I like the contrast. I like it's different. Yeah, and I could definitely see using this on a cheese board with some other stuff. And it's as like a the, as a sort of palate cleanser and as a. Hey, this is different. You know, just to enhance a contrast among other among other And the, the late flavor and the aftertaste is citrusy, so it's almost refreshing. It's like drinking a glass of like lemon spring water. Yeah, which is kind of weird out of a dry aged Gruyere cheese. I don't. Um, I don't so much get the citrus, but I do get the. Like the yeah, it's it's definitely there's like a kind of a like almost kind of a like bitter a sharp, Yeah, kind of a which is citrus, like you said. Kind of a, a sharp, oniony kind of flavor at the start, and then, you know, it kind of, by the time it's gone, it kind of... That's interesting. That it's is interesting. A, that is a, a compelling flavor of cheese. It's not bad. Not, not at all. I don't think it's really going to stand on its own. Like, if you bring this yeah. to a party just on its own, yeah. But yeah. if you bring this as contrast, mm-hmm. yeah. And I can see being in the mood for this just on its own. I bet this makes pretty good, um, you know, this would probably be pretty good on, like, a steak. Yeah, I can Adds that. I can see that. Like a mineral herb taste to the steak. <clears throat> I guess, since we're talking about how it tastes a little bit like onion and a little bit mineral, you put on something like onions. I'm trying to think of another cheese that had that kind of, I mean, you know, your, uh, your kind of, uh, underground aged cheeses tend to have that kind of earthy kind of cave floor kind of flavor. This, this is different. A, this yeah. is different. This is, like I said, this isn't like taking a drink of, like, water from, a, like, a stream, which is weird. But I like it. Um, to answer my earlier question, God's country is Ulysses P.A. Hmm. Is he? Hmm. Well, that's 
interesting that the country is named after someone who is famous for wandering. Well, perhaps wherever he went, maybe he's trying his to get dad's to, country. He's trying to get to Ithaca, New York, maybe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, that's I, again. That, that I don't know that I'd use that on its own, but I, in a pairing, even, I, I, I am like not that. even sure that I would get that again because while it's an interesting flavor, um, it's I don't feel like it's a flavor that is going to pair with. Well, no, every every cheese pairs with something. Um, this would pair with something sweet and citrusy, probably, or uh, like you said, something. Um, like a good, a good rare beef, a roast beef sandwich. It's something you you, you use. Yeah. You use. I would put this on a sandwich, I guess. Yeah. But um, but it's um, it's definitely compelling, and I would definitely try you know other things from this brand. They had another. I think they had one other kind there that was a Swiss, which I'm not big on Swiss. I think I feel about Swiss the way you feel about cheddar. I got a chunk but, of cheddar in my fridge at the moment. Everybody should have a chunk of cheddar in their fridge. Uh, I have a chunk of Swiss in my, sorry. Oh, in my Swiss. Fridge moment. Um, yeah, you know, this is interesting. Interesting is good. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are the sort of person that likes the more bitter mm-hmm. uh, flavors, then this would probably be something worth trying for you. Yeah. I still don't know what exactly designates an Alpine-style cheese. However. Um, Transhumans. Both this and the next to- cheese on the roster are Alpine-style cheeses. Um, do you, I mean, I don't know if how much we've paid attention to which cheeses we've had that have been raw milk, but have you noticed any, uh, kind of distinct, um, kind of distinct trait of a raw milk cheese? Well, I think they're going to be a little bit more vigorous in the taste. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure this Beamster stuff is pasteurized. Oh, sure. I mean, I, I think if it's, it's raw, they, they have to leave it Yeah, it's quite, uni- it's quite uniform, whereas this stuff has little... Has a little bit yeah. more variance in it. The uh, the Grizzly Hall. This is not terribly expensive. It's uh, let's see, seventeen bucks a pound. Sure. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, me too. I uh, I think I like it a little bit more than you do. But yeah, I mean, I I'm certainly uh, I'm certainly I find it compelling. Um, I <laughs> it's going to drive the plot I'm of the Great American to, novel. I'm not going to stuff that whole uh, that whole hunk of cheese down tomorrow like I might do with that Beamster, but. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I do not regret getting it. I, uh, feel that any cheese that elicits, uh, conversation and, uh... Thought without disgust. Exactly. So, moving on. Um, as I said at the top, uh, this is a, uh, this is the Reverie Camomila. We've had the Reverie Wanderer before and we weren't prepar- uh, particularly, uh, uh, engaged by it. Um, so... Giving this a, another, giving the brand another shot because uh, you know support your local cheeseries. I've never been to Mayville, New York, or maybe I have. I don't know. Um, this stuff has a lot going on visually. It almost looks like a Swiss. It's very. Uh, it's got a lot of holes in it. It's smaller. Yeah. And it's got about three layers. You got a, it looks like a hard rind. Yeah, like an organic rind. Um, and uh, dark color leading of, uh, into. Yeah, it kind of goes from yellow to uh, kind of pale white towards the middle. With a whole lot of small holes in it, like it. A lot of uh, little... Uh, industrial machinery. What do you call those? Air pockets? No, probably not. Well, they are technically air pockets. They are technically air pockets, but there's probably a fancy name for it, because I'm sure there's a fancy name for everything well, involving cheese. I already said transhumance today, so... Trans... That, that's, that's, that's our fancy it's word. It's transhumanist. 
Transam. Um, Study of humans and Transams. Exactly. This is the one that smells buttery. Oh, geez. This smells exactly like butter. Yeah. It's got a kind of... Smells exactly sweet. like good sweet butter. Yeah. Down is it chamomile? Yeah. Salty. Quite. Very buttery. Chamomile's giving it a bit of a... I'm not even tasting the chamomile. Something's giving it kind of a bitter undertone. To me. I taste salty butter. It's a little bit of something at the, in the, on the bottom of that. Like a, like a darker flavor. Mm. Not like morally it dark. darkness within. Not, not really more. Well, it is, according to the label, OG chamomile. <laughs> So, you know, keeping it real. Let's see if uh, let's see if somebody with more chamomile experience than uh, than we do can taste the chamomile. Oh, cheese, cheese, Louise. Bob's making the walk to the comfy chair of cheese, Louise, in the next room. As part of her extensive investigations into domestic comfort, chamomile is uh, among her areas of study. Please continue. I'm looking to see if she makes a face or not. Salty buttery. I'm going to give this another go here. Try to get more of the uh, aged area at the edge. See if that brings out the soothing, or at least herbal flavor of chamomile. Is there anything... Okay, what do we got in the ingredients? Cow's milk, Jersey, and Ayrshire. Rennet, salt, culture, and OG chamomile. And I never really get sick of being amused by finding culture in my food. It's like somebody comes in and says, Fancy! There's fanciness in that food. There's culture in that food. Although I suppose that is one of the nice things about cheese. Is that you get a little bit of local culture. Wherever it's made. Cheese Louise take is... It's alright. Um, I can hear the apostrophe now. Uh, you know, she didn't get much of the chamomile either. No. Um, I'm forgiving it for... I think the aftertaste is chamomile. I can't tell if I'm still getting the aftertaste of the, uh, Gridley Hollow. No, this is, this is like a little bit raspier. The aftertaste. I don't know how you're not feeling that, that sort of dark, like that sort of bitter undertone. I mean, I am getting a little bitterness there. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's But it sweet. goes away quick. Mm. And the aftertaste is pure salt and butter. And salt and butter are two of my favorite things. Um, I'm not saying I should just label a stick of butter as some sort of cheese, cheese and bring it in sometime, but... I really like this. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I am fairly uninterested in this. It tastes like, it's kind of like spongy sweet butter with a bitter afternote to me. I'm not particularly interested. Hmm. Hit on the back of your tongue a little I more. am interested because of how buttery it is. I, think, I, th- I find it incredibly, very decadent. Decadent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good kind of cheese for this time of year. 
you know, I think this would be, <laughs> this is going to shock you. Soup. I think this would go good in a uh, soup or omelet. Or on a burger. Bold, I know. I don't know. Would you, do you put just butter on a burger? <laughs> I would, except for society. Well, you should be relieved, because as I noted while you were talking to Louise, just before OG chamomile, the ingredient before that is simply culture. Now, I know that means cheese culture, but I like to think I'm getting a little bit of, you know... Well, this is also unpasteurized. It is. Pasture-based unpasteurized. That sounds like a contradiction of a uh, paradox? Yeah, that, well, are you using I, that I, word right? I, I would think so. Uh, um, I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot for completely shallow reasons. Well, like the mouthfeel of this cheese, which mouthfeel is a very important thing. The mouthfeel is nice. It, like the Beamster, it melts smoothly and creamy. Um, yeah, there is a little tiny bit of bitterness underneath the flavor, but it goes away quick. And it's not necessarily bad because it sets off. It's almost like that bitterness wears off and you just get this hit of, like, salty butter. And uh, I am a fan of all things dairy, uh, particularly butter and milk and cheese. and cheese. I mean, we ain't doing a podcast about lettuce here. Because lettuce will kill you. It'll kill you. Um, this is I think we have three winners here tonight. Um, I, You and I are going to order these differently. Yeah. I'm going to order uh, it as the... I'm going to say the chamomile first. Uh, close second would be the Beamster. And uh, firmly in third for me would be the uh, Gridley Hollow. However, that should not be taken to, to say that I do not... That I did not enjoy... Uh, the Gridley Hollow. The Gridley Hollow was terrific. It's just that <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I'm in a salty mood. I like a good uh, salty, buttery flavor, and um, I uh, I like all three of these. I will probably eat a good amount of cheese tomorrow because uh, you know I'm not leaving the house at all except to plow the driveway, uh, and when I come in. I'm going to make myself a nice grilled cheese, and it's going to be good. And complicated. Yeah. It's going to have a couple of different kinds of cheese in it. I, uh, I don't know. I, I like the, uh, I like the Vlaskas. Mm-hmm. I'd probably rate that a little bit ahead of the Gridley Hollow, both of which I like. I'm completely uninterested in that chamomile. So, Reverie Creamery continues to not, to fail to impress you. Well. Continues to fail. I, yeah. I, I, I can't say I've tasted their, all of their wares. I can see why you like it. I just find... Like, if I want to just eat butter, I can just eat butter. No, you can't, because society. I There's no society in my house, sir. There's there's me and a refrigerator full of butter. butter. Like, what would society think of me? Um, No, I I just... Getting uh, his calories. You know, I think uh, following the more challenging cheeses of the other night, um, I think these are all, except for the Gridley Hollow... I think the Beamster and the uh, the Reverie are both incredibly simple and uh, just they're simple cheeses. There's not a whole ton of like uh, jumping around in the flavor profile. It's just it's it is what it is all the way through. Um, the Gridley Hollow is it's inscrutable, but it's interesting. Like I wanna I wanna eat the Gridley Hollow as an activity, 
so I can figure out what the flavors are that I'm tasting because, frankly, it was the best I could come up with was like stream water, you know, and that's not a particularly uh, astute observation. Of uh, your, your suggestion of mineral water is that on? Um, <clears throat> but I like all three of these. Um, I would get, yeah, I would say. Um, let, let me make I, an observation here. That chamomilla is 19 bucks a pound. Oh, yeah. It is. St. Andre mm-hmm. was maybe a little bit more than that. True. Which are you going to pick? If you want to just... This is a lot more versatile eat than St. Andre. Like butter. This is a lot more versatile than St. Andre. And I can almost guarantee that the fat content is, some, is substantially less than the St. Andre. St. Andre was all dairy fat. This is probably a lot of salt. Um, the St. Andre was nowhere near as salty as this. It was buttery. This tastes, uh, this is a different animal entirely. Um, you know, it's, I don't know, man, it's just a good cheese. I, uh, I, I don't have, like... I've said the words salty and buttery probably 15 times, and uh, that's just about all I can say for that cheese, and uh, and it's because I like salt and butter. I want to melt it over popcorn. I want to make cheesening out of okay, it. Okay, that I can see. Yeah. That I can see. Melt that over popcorn. We're good. Cheesy popcorn. Yeah. Uh, I will say Beamster is got a little bit, is back at the table for me. After oh, this. absolutely. Uh, this isn't, I wouldn't say it's fantastic, but I would say it's solid. Uh, Beamster, just stay away from the pumpkin spice. Don't even bother next year. Just make make what you're good at, which is good, solid cheese that a cow can sit on the label and look smug about. Is this time to mention that Sartori made some sort of peppermint cheese a couple years ago as a limited run? Yeah, there are some Sartoris that I'm just not that, I'm just not that uh, into trying. Like, you're boggled? I, I appreciate that they make a whole bunch of cheeses, but... You could probably just make the uh, black label cheddar in the pastoral and do just fine for yourself. However, I will say about the Sartori, I do appreciate their good, their nice shiny labels. They make a good label. And <laughs> as I pull the labels from my cheeses to paste into my notebook, he a does. good label is important to me. He does that. I've seen it. Yeah. We. Uh, any final notes? No, I think we've kind of uh, gone back and forth over the salty buttery ground pretty well. What do you think we should? Uh, what do you think we should aim for next week? Uh, I would say we should get something upscale. Upscale. Maybe one upscale thing. To, okay. As long as it's got some got interesting. This is a good mid-range, you know, solid, comfortable comfort food for when mm-hmm. it's going to be getting yeah. 15 inches of snow tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but I think I, I need something I can get get agitated about, yeah. either good or ill. Absolutely, a rage cheese. No, no, no. Uh, I'd say visceral reaction to the cheese, but that's probably not a good uh, <laughs> uh, viscera. Is those involving your? And you know, your upscale cheeses will do that. You know, nobody spends uh, nobody spends a lot of money on cheese to be underwhelmed and think, you oh, know, that's a perfectly acceptable cheese. You know what? I tell you what. Okay. Yeah, I thought. Uh, we can do one fancy, one not, but sort of fancy. Yancey's has, I'm using fancy, Yancey, Yancey, well, not Yancey, we already did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yancey's has a champagne cheese. So we should try that and something legit fancy. 
Let's do it. All right. Um, all right. Sometime well, next that, week. Uh, that brings us. Uh, that brings us to the uh, the end of the uh, show for the week. And uh, you know, go check out your local uh, your local stores, your co-ops, your you know any place that respects a good cheese and uh, underground cheese market. Try stuff out. And uh, if you find one that's particularly compelling, feel free to uh, contact us and uh, suggest it, and uh, we will see what we think of it. And uh, all right, until next week. Till next week, folks. We wish you the joy, Oda Cheese.